19 Tishrei, Yud Tes Tishrei, Tzadik, His Life, 20, 123. Before his journey to Berdichev, the Rebbe assembled a minion, a quorum of ten men, and argued in their presence with the evil one. I am not entirely clear about the details of this incident, but the Rebbe said that from that time on, in whatever he himself wanted to accomplish, the evil one gave himself free reign to travel the length and breadth of the universe to ruin it. This was why it is very difficult to carry out the Rebbe's advice and instructions. Nevertheless, the Rebbe said, God was his help. Anyone who has been worthy of becoming a follower of the Rebbe can see something of this. Throughout his life, the Rebbe never had even a moment's peace. He was constantly fighting the war of God every single moment. For I am the elder of the side of holiness, he said. Editor's Note I heard that on one occasion, Rabbi Nachman and the Shpalazeda were brought together, as everyone hoped that peace could be made between them. The Zeda turned to the Rebbe, How is it possible that an old man like me, with no teeth, could want strife? He even took Rabbi Nachman's hand and placed it in his mouth to prove to him that he hadn't any teeth. But I would like to ask you about a number of things you've said, continued the Shpalazeda. Is it not true that you claim there is another Zlatopolia, the Zeda's hometown, in heaven? The Rebbe answered emphatically, Why? This is precisely what our sages teach. Great cities and fortresses in heaven. Deuteronomy 1.28 Just as there are cities down below, so there are cities above. Then tell me this, insisted the Zeda. Did you not say that when you were in Zlatopolia, you were rectifying the sin of Yeruvim, the son of Nevat? Yes, the Rebbe replied, and then related his teaching about remedying the sin of idol worship, atoning for the Jews having exclaimed, These are your gods, O Israel, Exodus 32.4, by fulfilling, These are the journeys of the children of Israel, Numbers 10.28. Finally, the Shpalazeda insisted, is it true that you claim that you have been in the palace of Mashiach? And what about it? Perhaps you were there and did not find me, countered Rabbi Nachman. But since you are already asking, he continued, if you come to my house and join me in a cup of tea or coffee, and publicly announce that you retract what you said about me, and regret the conflict it caused, I will explain the matter and its deeper meaning. To this, the Shpalazeda said that he would first have to go home, and then come to the Rebbe later on. As the Zayda departed, the Rebbe heard him say to himself, And how would I look in the eyes of my wealthy supporters if I were to make peace with him? Rebbe Nachman's Wisdom His Praises 25 In everything that involved holiness or self-mastery, whether concerning desires or emotions, or in accepting great effort and suffering for the sake of God, the Rebbe was awesomely unique. He was totally removed from every desire and human failing. He totally subjugated every pleasure and emotion until not a trace remained that was not devoted to God. He was a person who lifted himself to heights. It is impossible to speak further of this extraordinary level for whoever adds diminishes Sanhedrin 29a. Most of what we recounted speaks about the Rebbe's youth while he was as yet at the beginning of his spiritual growth. 
Compared to the levels that he later attained, these might even be considered as defects. But we related his youthful struggles and devotions in order to demonstrate what free will truly is and how much choice a person really has. Anyone who truly desires can attain a truly extraordinary level. A person who seeks the path of devotion may find many obstacles in his path. Events may continuously confront him with pitfalls. His desires and emotions may pursue him constantly. Yet, if only he has the desire, he can remain stubborn in his devotion and ignore all barriers. Reading these accounts, a person with any intelligence will realize that even the Rebbe faced such frustrations and difficulties. But he went through everything and was able to surmount it all. The Rebbe truly desired to be a servant of God. He truly chose life, and in this way he was worthy of his great attainments. The Rebbe insisted that his family background played no role in his achievements. He said, Even if I were not of the family of the Holy Balshemtov, even if I had come from the lowliest Jewish family, I still would have attained what I did. The Rebbe had no secret other than toil and effort, as he devoted his entire being to the service of God. The Aleph Bet Book Faith A. 65. When there is no truth, there is no kindness. 66. If you are in any way false, then when God desires to save you, this falsehood brings your sins out into the open so that he should not save you. 67. For telling the truth, God will redeem you from all suffering. 68. A person should rather die than live and be considered a liar by others. B. 1. There are times when a person comes to some place where he experiences anguish. He should know that his ancestors were in that place and came to some form of heresy, or that his descendants will one day be there and come to some heresy. This is the reason he is now suffering. Kitzur Likutei Moharan 1. Lesson number 7. 10. One must studiously avoid the counsel and stratagems of the average person since practically all of them are bad and flawed in the extreme. This is even more true for the advice of the wicked and those who attack and oppose the truth. One must shun them even more. For all wrongdoing and all blemishes, may God save us, emanate from this sort of faulty advice, whose precursor is the counsel of the primordial snake that seduced Eve. When a person accepts the advice of these evil people, God forbid, they inject him with their foul pollution, and this is analogous to an illegitimate, impure marriage relationship. This concept is alluded to in the verse where Eve says, The snake misled me, Hishiani, Genesis 3.13. In Hebrew, the root letters of this word, Nun, Shin, Aleph, form words meaning both to marry and to mislead. Such a relationship involving the giving and receiving of faulty advice is tantamount to the transmission of sexual blemish and keeps a person from the truth, from the holy faith, and from coming to the land of Israel. This being so, a person must carefully avoid following the advice of such people, God forbid. Instead, he must cling to the true tzaddikim and to those who follow their pathways, since all their advice is the seed of unadulterated truth. Jeremiah 2.21 This latter relationship entails the transmission of sexual purity, and through this advice 
one merits everything good, truth, faith, prayer, and the land of Israel, as well as the ability to perform miracles in the world. 11. Sexual immorality stems primarily from the eyes, and the mitzvah to wear tzitzit functions as a rectification for and protection against this type of sin. Through the performance of this mitzvah, a person is saved from evil advice, and he merits to receive true advice from the true tzaddikim. Therefore, it is necessary to scrupulously observe the mitzvah of tzitzit, and at the time that one wraps himself in the holy tzitzit and makes the blessing over them, he should yearn and intend to merit to guard his sexual purity and to receive good, true advice, thereby meriting faith, the land of Israel, and bringing the redemption. He should also yearn and intend to attain prayer, to be able to perform miracles and wonders in the world, and to gain his livelihood through the performance of this holy mitzvah, since livelihood depends primarily on sexual purity. In this way, he will also merit to understand clearly whatever he studies, and all the fields of wisdom will be revealed before him as neatly as a neatly set table. 12. Prayer is closely bound up with faith. It improves the memory and saves the person from forgetfulness, since forgetfulness is caused by a blemish in one's faith. 13. Before a person draws close to the tzaddik, he may be described by the verse, Fatten the heart of this people, make their ears heavy, and smear over their eyes. Isaiah 6.10 In other words, his heart is sealed shut, his ears are stopped up, and his eyes are blinded from seeing the truth and from awakening himself to repentance. But when a person binds himself to the tzaddikim and receives advice from them, then his heart, his eyes, and his ears are opened, as in, he will see with his eyes, hear with his ears, and his heart will understand, alluding to the three parts of the intellect, and he will repent and be healed. Isaiah 6.10 in other words, he sees, hears, and understands the truth, and he thereby merits repentance. 14. When a person blemishes his sexual purity, he has no livelihood. 15. It is beneficial for a sick person to look at the tzitzit. Rabbi Nachman's Stories The King and the Emperor When the emperor's daughter arrived, she demanded that he swear not to touch her until they were legally married. He made an oath to her. She then said that it would not be proper for him to open her ship or even touch it. Rather, it must remain untouched on the sea until the wedding. Then everyone would be able to see the vast amount of goods that she had brought with her. Then people would not say that the king had taken a woman from the street. The king also promised her this. The king wrote to all the nations, inviting them to his wedding. He also built palaces for her. The emperor's daughter demanded that she be given eleven noble women to accompany her. The king issued an order and sent her eleven daughters of the greatest nobles, building a special, special palace for each one. The emperor's daughter also had her own special palace, where they all came together. The women played musical instruments and they also played games with her. One day, she told the other women that she would like to go down to the sea with them. They went with her and they played games there. She then offered to serve them some of the very excellent wine that she had. She gave them from the wine. 
The women became so drunk that they fell asleep and lay there. She then untied the ship, spread the sails, and fled with the ship. Restore my soul, Likutei Moharan, 40. Reflect on the utter exaltedness of the Holy One, blessed is He. You will see that even the slightest inappropriate movement or impertinent thought on the part of a man, viewed against the light of God's glory, should cause that man to deserve a penalty, God forbid. But God is filled with love, and the whole creation is filled with His kindness. God desires the world greatly. Be strong and brave, all you who wait longingly for God. Psalms 31.25 For He will not abandon you. Everything that comes on you is for your own good. Depend on God's abundant love, for it is without end. God is great, and His greatness is unsearchable. Psalms 145.3 In the end, a way will be found to turn everything to good. All sins will be transformed into merits. Jeremiah 50.20 Isaiah 1.18 Just be strong and brave. Lekutei Moharan 2.49 41. Having the evil inclination is actually something of great benefit to us. It is with this that we can truly serve God. When we are subjected to the fierce heat of the evil inclination, we have the capacity to steel ourselves to get the better of it. Then we can channel this passion into an act of genuine service. If a person lacked the evil inclination, all his service would amount to nothing. That is why God allows the evil inclination to do its work and to infect everyone to such a degree. None more so than the ones who genuinely yearn to draw close to God. It is true that the onslaught and provocation of the evil inclination can reduce people to terrible lows and bring them to much sin and wrongdoing. But in God's eyes, all this is good and fitting because of the preciousness of those stirrings and gestures that a person makes when he is beset by the full force and power of the evil inclination. Even so, he stirs himself to escape from it. Through this simple gesture of determination, he accomplishes more than he would if he were to serve God for a thousand years without the evil inclination. Reb Letters, Year 1, Letter Number 12, With God's Help, Friday, Erev Shabbat, Vayigash, 5585. Greetings to my beloved son, apple of my eye, Reb Yitzchak, may his light shine. I was delighted to receive your letter, but I am still waiting for salvation. When will I hear that you are truly well and completely free from sorrow and worry? It is in God's hands. I caution you now with the utmost seriousness. Neither think about nor worry about this at all. This kind of brooding and worrying is extremely harmful, God save us. Just throw everything onto God, and He will see that it turns out for the best. I trust Him that this whole matter is already taken care of, and all your brooding is nothing but unnecessary dejection and anxiety. Depression is always harmful. But, in a matter like this, it is especially so. Depression, worry, and anxiety are so damaging, God save us. There is already plenty of sorrow. Why get upset about it before and after, too, God forbid? This is much worse than what you are so anxious and preoccupied about, God forbid. What happens to you may be beyond your control, but your thoughts and worries are not and entertaining destructive thoughts and fantasies is a terribly serious matter, as is explained in all of the literature, 
and particularly in a number of places in the Rebbe's books. I already pointed out in the previous letter that with God's help, you have quite a number of things to fill your day. First, you have your study of the codes and the Talmud, a small portion of the written law, particularly the Torah with the commentary of Rashi, and the Rebbe's books. Then there are the daily prayers and sessions for reading Psalms, as well as the prayers and supplications that I have written. You also have Hitbodidut, your daily session of conversation between you and your Creator, in which you express all your thoughts and concerns before Him, and talk over with Him what is going on in your life. You also have the book you are working on, and you need to spend some time on mundane matters too, such as sleeping, eating, and drinking. You should also spend some time conversing with others, as this will make your mind more nimble. The day is short, and there is much work to do. You do not have to finish it, but you are not free to sit idle either. Avot, chapter 2, Mishnahs 20 and 21. And you are certainly not free to waste even a minute of it, God forbid, on worthless ruminations like these or on anything like them, God save us. Be strong, and don't weaken Make yourself happy any way you can, as I've often told you. Trust God. He will not abandon you. God's mercy is on you constantly, for He is very great. He is full of mercy, and all the world is full of mercy, as is written in the Kutema Oran 2, Lesson 49. You asked me to write you another letter like the first one. Believe me, my dear son, I don't remember myself what was in it. I only write down the thoughts that God sends me as I am composing the letter. Whatever you need, though, you will find in the Rebbe's books and in the prayers and interpretations which God has allowed me to compose. They will teach you and encourage you to constantly have joy in God and to rely on His great and inexhaustible loving-kindness. In the end, everything will turn into good. Rebnusson's Letters, Year 2 Letter number 242 with thanks to God, Sunday, Beha'alotcha, 5597, Nemerov. Peace and life to my honored, dear, and beloved son, the learned Rabbi Yitzchak. May his light shine. I received your letter, along with the three gold pieces last week, through the messenger. The following day, Rab Gershon from Chirin, who is now where you are, was here at my house. He needed a favor from me and told me a number of times that after his afternoon nap he would return. He did not keep his word, though, and I have not seen him yet. You should tell him that what he did was not right. When he himself knows the great favor that I did him with my letters, he still needs my help now, with God's help, and he ought to have waited here to see me before he left, even if it meant missing the carriage that he had found. Through him I had expected to send you a letter, which was very important to me at the time for your sake, and I really needed him at the time to do this for you. But with all this, I see the enormous barriers that confront the person any time he wants to enter my house. You are somewhat familiar with them, and you will know more about them in the future, to the point that Rav Gershon neglected to receive a material favor from me, through which he did not receive an eternal spiritual one either. Nonetheless, you should tell him that I forgive him everything. The only thing that bothers me is the eternal good that he lost. But what's done is done. Now he should be certain to act more intelligently if he wants the truth. I love him now, as I always did, 
and whatever material or spiritual good I can do for him, I will not withhold with God's help. Then he himself should choose. Maybe he will choose what is right in God's eyes, and God will do what he deems good. There is no need to elaborate about this. It is just my love for him and for his ancestors, who were truly our friends, that I wrote all this for his own true good. I have said enough for an intelligent person to understand. You and your friends, our comrades, will understand how to speak to him in order to bring him closer and not distance him, God forbid. As far as you are concerned, we can only pour out our prayers to God that he send from heaven complete recovery for your son and daughter, may they live, that he give them back their full strength quickly and save them from now on from all kinds of illness, aches, and pains. May you merit to raise them to Torah, Chuppah, and good deeds for many long good years. Amen. May it be his will. I have already said a very great deal to strengthen and encourage you not to let your efforts flag as a result of the troubles you go through. I have warned you in advance that all kinds of fear and suffering, God forbid, must inevitably visit a person. For man was born to suffer, and there is no refuge except God, the Torah, and prayer, through the power of the true tzaddik. Shemot HaTzadikim Kol ele rashe ha-esrim va'arba'a mishmarot leviyah B'nei mishelem yahu, zichar yahu, yidi'a'el, zavad yahu, yatniel, elam, yehochanan, el yehoenai, shemaya, yehozavad, yoach, sachar, netanel, amiel, Yisachar, Peultai, Otni, Rephael, Oved, Elzavad, Elihu, Semachyahu, Chosa, Shimri, Chilkiyahu, Tevalyahu, Zecharyahu, Shupim, Achia, Yeshayahu, Yoram, Zichri, Shalomit, Kenanyahu, Chashavyahu, Yiriah Harosh, Rashay Haavot, Achule. Yashavam ben Zavdiel, Dodai ha'achochi, Miklot ha'nagid, Beneyahu ben Yehoyada ha'kohen, Ami Zavad beno, Asael achi Yoav, Zavadya beno, Shamhut ha'yizrach, Ira ben Ikesh ha'tekoi, Chelet ha'peloni, Sibchai ha'chushati, Aviezer ha'antoti, Maharai ha'netofati, Beneya ha'piratoni, Cheldai ha'netofati, Otniel, Eliezer ben Zichri, Shifatyahu ben Ma'acha, Chashavya ben Kemuel, Tzadok, Elihu me'achei David, Omri ben Michael, Yishmayahu ben Ovadyahu, Yirimot ben Azriel, Hoshea ben Azazyahu, Yoel ben Pedayahu, Yido ben Zechariahu, Yaasiel ben Avner, Azarel ben Yerocham, Azmavet ben Adiel, Yehonatan ben Uziyahu, Ezri ben Kluv, Shimi Haramati, Zavdi Hashifmi, Baalchanan Hagideri, Yoash, Shirtai Hasharoni, Shafat ben Adlai, Ovil Hayishmeeli, Yechdiyahu Hameronoti, Yaziz Hahagri, Yehonatan Dod David, Yechiel ben Chachmoni, Chushai Haarki, Yehoyada ben Benayahu. Prayers 1, Prayer number 10. Loving God, let me carry out the mitzvah of counting the Omer in holiness and purity, 
joyously and with all my heart. Let me fulfill the mitzvah in all its details and fine points with the proper intentions and all the 613 mitzvot that are bound up with it. Through the mitzvah of counting the Omer, let us break and uproot the husk of Haman Amalek and rid the world of it completely. Purim Help me enter the Purim season and celebrate Purim with great joy. Let the holy radiance of Purim, the holiness of Mordechai and Esther, shine upon us and our children and all your people Israel. Let me fulfill all the mitzvot of Purim in holiness and purity, joyously and with all my heart. Put joy into my heart and let it spread to my hands and feet until I clap my hands and dance for joy in praise of your name. Let me renew my commitment to fulfill all the teachings of your Torah with love. Help me learn, teach, guard, observe, and fulfill the Torah. Enlighten my eyes and grant that I should study and understand both the revealed and the mystical aspects of the Torah. Help me advance from level to level and grasp your hidden secrets so that I do not come before you with shame. Rosh Chodesh, the new moon. Help me come to perfect teshuva. Let me not leave this world until I have repented of my sins and made amends for all the wrong I have done, whether in thought, word, or deed. Help me draw down the light of perfect teshuva from its root, Rosh Chodesh, as we have learned from your true tzaddikim. Let me always celebrate Rosh Chodesh with great holiness. You have given your people Israel twelve new moons as a time for atonement in every generation. On each one, let me draw down the light of teshuva from its root, so that I will come back to you in true, perfect teshuva. Loving God, let me have faith in the true tzaddikim, and help me come genuinely close to them. Let me always be able to arouse their concern, so they will pray for me, and awaken your love for me, until you bring me truly close to you. Let goodness and blessing and all that I and my children and all your people, the house of Israel, need, physically or spiritually, be channeled to us through the prayers of the true tzaddikim on our behalf. You know that I myself am am unable to order my prayers in the right way. My words are halting and riddled with imperfection. My only hope is to rely on the prayers of the true tzaddikim, both those who are alive in this world, long may they live, and those who dwell in the earth. They are my only foundation. All my hopes are on them. I am relying on their great merit and power as I come before you, Hashem, my God, and God of my fathers. Have mercy and take pity on us. Let their prayers shield and protect us so that we will genuinely come close to you, turn away from evil, and always do good in your eyes from now on and forever. Amen. Selah.